You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you for episode 67 today. We're well and truly getting up there now as we edge towards 100 ever so slightly. But we've got a massive show lined up because the Australian Indoors was last week and a big congratulations to Ray Pierce and Samantha Atkinson who will join us as well as Pontus Palmqvist who's representing Sweden at the World Bowls Championships next week, which we are also very excited for. But before we chat to him, Samantha Atkinson does join me, the women's singles winner of the Australian Indoor Championships last week. Samantha, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. How's it all sunk in? Oh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's finally sunk in. It feels really, really awesome. Um, it's taken a few days, that's for sure, but I've been overwhelmed with the support um, and I'm so, yeah, grateful and appreciative for all the messages I've received. Um, yeah, it's a moment I'm going to remember for a very long time. Oh, 100%. You played superbly throughout the week. How much did it mean to you to hoist that trophy? It's obviously one of the more prestigious ones that you can win. So how much did it mean? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been an incredible week and I'm really happy with my preparation and execution of all the games. Um, as I think I said to you um, at the start of the week, my goal was just to make a semi-final. And my dad and I even joked about booking a flight on the Thursday because I really didn't think that I was going to be playing in the final. Um, so not only to be there and playing, but um, to come away with the win is just an absolute dream come true. Yeah, lucky you didn't book that flight home. Otherwise, <laughs> you would have been having to frantically change it. But look, it, the week just got better and better. And you mentioned you wanted to make that semi-final. That was against Chloe Morrison, who's an emerging jackaroo. You beat her in straight sets. And then there was that brilliant display in the final against the young Reese Finn Young. What was the key for you in terms of your game throughout the week? Yeah, um, so I had some really great games throughout the week. So shout out to everyone that I met and played. Um, but for me, my focus was just on my game plan. I've done a lot of work in different elements of my game. Um, and there was lots of nerves and excitement um, during the event. But ultimately, I just wanted to go out there, have some fun, play some really good bowls, and regardless of the outcome, um, be happy with, yeah, the bowls that I played. So I think that I've been able to do that. And, yeah, yeah like I said, to come away with the win is even better. Surely you are pretty happy with how your week went. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Now, notice that you were pretty energetic and jovial on the green. Does keeping that level up maintain your engagement and relaxation during a match? Yeah, um, thanks for asking that question. I've seen a few comments flying around about that, um, and it is absolutely a deliberate part of my game. Um, there's, like I said, a few elements that I've been working on. And for me, having fun, being up and about, singing along to a song and dancing is exactly how I want to play the game. I know that when I'm having fun and enjoying it, that's actually when I put my best bowls down. And that's how I would normally play pennant or any other game, um, no matter what the result is. So I'm glad that I was able to put that into practice and have a good time while putting down some good bowls. How were your nerves before the final? Because we had a really interesting conversation on the, I think it was the Wednesday night where you said you were yeah. actually more nervous on the Tuesday leading into the uh, Wednesday semi than the Wednesday night leading into the Thursday final. Yeah, 100%. For some reason, I was quite content um, after I'd won the semi and going into the final. I think I really genuinely was happy just to be there. Um, and regardless of the outcome, it was just an awesome achievement. Um, so, yeah, I was quite content. I feel like I'd kind of, yeah, 
made my mark, so to speak. Um, and yeah, was glad that it all just came came to fruition. Nah, certainly did. And um, you mentioned that you went back and watched the stream of your semi. Hopefully, what we said wasn't too brutal. But um, how um how or what did you take from that semi going into the final in terms of how the green was running in terms of your game? And then did you go and watch Reese as well and see what she did? Yeah, absolutely. I always go back and watch all of my live stream games. Um, things I look for is my delivery, my my technique, um, the shots I'm playing. Um, and overall, I was really pleased with my semi-final. Um, like you said, there was a hand that was probably more favourable than the other, so it was nice to get confirmation of that. Um, and overall, just taking really positives away from the semi into the final that I can replicate. Um, I didn't go back and watch Reese's to your question. Um, there was little bits and pieces that I skipped through just to generally find out if there was a length that they were playing in their semi. Um, so things to kind of think about if, yeah, if it wasn't going my way and I got the map back, what my strength might have been. Um, but really just focusing on myself and the positives that I can take into the final. Now, there's a green and gold opportunity for you in Guernsey next year. How exciting is that prospect? Oh, words can't even describe. It is a dream come true. Um, yeah, I've wanted to play for Australia since I took up bowls. So, yeah, to be doing that next year and to think that I'm going to have my family by my side, they're planning on making the trip over. So my fiancé Jackson as well as mum and dad, Mark and Cheryl. So, yeah, to have them in the grandstand cheering me on um, whilst we're in the green and gold is, like I said, just an absolute dream come true. And you mentioned your fiancé. Now you are engaged. Tell us about how uh, how he did it. Because um, ah. it's a fairly fairly entertaining story. Oh, I'm not sure if you want me to share the real <laughs> version. <laughs> I um we I knew that there was a ring because we'd been on quite a few trips. Um, and he's a shocker for packing away clothes when we get back from a holiday. So instead of leaving it sit there in the in the corner of the room for a week, I always unpack his things and do the washing and whatnot. And yes, I may have stumbled across a ring box on more than one occasion. So I know that there was prospects of it happening. Oh no. Um, but it never came to fruition. And I guess his biggest thing for me is he wanted to surprise me. So we were going down to the prom. We do kite surfing as well as a number of other activities. And um, we went down to um, Rosebud and it was meant to be really windy, perfect conditions for kite surfing but unfortunately we got there and there was not a breath of wind so we went for a long romantic walk on the beach, had the prom in the background um, and he asked, his mum was with us, he asked his mum to take a photo and put it on camera mode and yeah, recorded the whole that's the whole thing. So it was. It ended up being an absolutely beautiful uh, moment. Yeah. And I think the very first words that came out of my mouth was, oh my gosh, you've surprised me. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what you than, want. Yeah. That's exactly what you wanted a proposal. So, no, that's brilliant. Well done. Well done. Um, And you've only been playing bowls for, I think you said, six years last week. And tell us a bit about your story and how you ended up in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's six or seven. I might be coming into seven now. I started, yeah, like you said, 23. I had a year or two in the under-25s, which was awesome. Um, I started because my whole family plays bowls, my granddad, my mum and my dad, my brother of recent years, as well as an uncle and a few others. Um, so to get an opportunity to play a sport with them, I think is something that not many sports can offer. Um, and I have had the privilege of actually being in the same pennant team as all of them. Um, yeah, which has been amazing. Ah, brilliant. And um, there was a career in swimming before that as well, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I yeah spent the majority of my teenage years uh, in the in the pool. Um, yeah, quite competitive. I had aspirations to you know 
make it to nationals and make it to Olympic trial, which I was able to do in 2012, competing at the um, London Olympic trials. But um, I guess one kind of that had come to fruition, I set my goals on other things. Um, and yeah, I've now found myself in lawn bowls. Amazing. And speaking of lawn bowls, you are now playing for Richmond Union. You've moved from Druin. How's that been going so far? I think you've actually made or won the indoors before you've won anything for uh, for Richmond Union. It's a very recent switch. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I haven't actually um, played for them, so to speak, yet. Um, that's uh, coming up very soon. But, yeah, massive shout-out to Richmond Union Bowls Club. The support that they've shown me already has just been absolutely amazing. Um, to Scooter and Hampo and Sears and, yeah, Baz and a heap of others. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, bring on the season. Go Tigers! Awesome. Well, go Tigers. That's one of my favourite slogans. So maybe a different sport, but it is one of them. Um, now... We're going to get into some fun stuff now. I know I think one of uh, one of our staff members may have alluded you to this last week when I asked you to come on, but it's called short ends, and essentially what it is, I'm going to ask you just a, f- a few questions, and doesn't need much thought. Just come up with the answer as quick as you can. So, do you keep your chocolate in the fridge or the pantry? Now, this is the most contentious one, Samantha. So think carefully. That's an easy one for me because I hate my chocolate cold. In fact, I'd prefer it warm. So I maybe even put it in the microwave sometimes. It definitely goes in the in the pantry. Well, that's just a normal person's answer. So well done to you. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, on the bowl screen or off? Probably on the bowl screen it would be etiquette. Yep. I really don't like it when, yeah, someone's not behind the mat or when they're jumping into the head when it's not their head. Yep. Um, yeah. That's and off the peeve. green? When they put their washing beside the laundry basket. <laughs> Is that a hint to someone in particular? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, and what do you love most about bowls? There's so many things, but for me, it's the fact that, yeah, anyone can play. It's so inclusive that, yeah, you can play with your family and, yeah, it's sociable. You can listen to music and have a great time as well as be competitive. It's a sport for everybody. It certainly is. And if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. Jackson and I are talking about where uh, where we might build our forever home. Uh, it would definitely be in Australia at this point in time, where we're not exactly sure. Um, at this point, we're happy in Victoria, but watch this space. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Your favourite non-bowls athlete? Uh, ooh. I'd have to say Michael Phelps. Being yep. a swimmer um, and growing up in the water, I yeah always looked up to Phelps and what he was able to do. So, yeah, I'd have to say Michael Phelps. That's a really good one. Your favourite movie? Oh, I'm not really someone that watches movies. Probably like The Castle or something okay. pretty cliche. Yep, fair enough. And who inspires you? Uh, my parents. Very nice. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog, that one's easy. Dog person. All right. Well, that about wraps us up here, Samantha. But thank you very much for joining me on the show. Congratulations on your uh, Australian indoor title. It is one that goes down in history. You're into the history books now. You're on the trophy. It's an amazing achievement. And we'll see you at the Nationals later on this year because you'll be representing Victoria in the side series, I believe, and also the Australian championships in both pairs and triples. So you're flying at the moment. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Val. 
Samantha Atkinson joining me there, the 2023 Australian Indoor Women's Singles Champion. What a performance it was against Reese Finn Young in the final. Brilliantly done to her and to Ray Pierce, who overcame Darren Gordon in the men's singles decider. Brilliantly done from both of them. But now we change tact to the World Bowls Championships coming up next week. And Pontus Palmqvist, who plays for Sweden, he's going to join me right after this. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls, but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls, with the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. You're listening to The Right Line Bowls, Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you. A big thank you to Samantha Atkinson for joining me in the last segment, Australian Indoor uh, Australian indoor Championships Women's Singles winner. But joining me now is uh, Pontus Palmqvist. He's representing Sweden at the World Bowls Championship coming up uh, on Tuesday. It's come around very, very quickly, but he does join us now. Pontus, thank you very much. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Nice to be here. Nice That's to fun. have you on, and uh, it's uh, congratulations on your selection to play for Sweden at the World Bowls Champs. How excited are you to be uh, to be heading up? Oh, very excited. I mean, this is the biggest thing in bowls, right? So I'm fortunate enough to, I guess, represent the minor nation, uh, so I can join and be among all these amazing players. It's it's just I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great experience. Now, is this your fir- your maiden World Bowls Championships? Have you played it before by chance? I haven't played the outdoor before. I played it indoor back yes. in May in Warilla, but not the outdoor one. And looking back, I, I was actually there in May, and you and Chloe Morrison in the mixed pairs played unbelievably well um, to almost get through your group. But how much will you um, hone or look back on that experience in terms of this tournament and you know playing your first major event? Oh, I think uh, just having partaken in, in one of these events certainly helps because, as you can imagine, I was pretty nervous uh, last time around. Uh, it was quite intimidating standing there next to all these great bowlers. Uh, I was hoping there were some people that weren't that good, but everyone could bowl well. And, uh, yeah, it was intimidating, but uh, as the tournament progressed, I felt more and more relaxed and therefore also bowled better and better. And you'll be teaming up with Ulla Bakran in the men's pairs in uh, in the Worlds next week. How much uh, contact have you had with your teammate in the lead-up to the tournament? Oh, we speak on a regular basis. Ulla first contacted me after Australian Open last year when he was going through the lists, I guess, and uh, figured out that I was Swedish, contacted me to see if I wanted to play uh, in the world. So since then, he's been out... He was out here in Australia in November, leading up to the Championships in uh, New Zealand. Yep. Uh, so we spent a week together bowling and so on. And since then, we've been yeah chatting on a regular basis. Nice. And you're very familiar with the conditions, uh, having been up to the Gold Coast for, for the Australian Open uh, this year as well as um, previous years. But you came second in the Mega Bowl as well. And how much of an, an advantage does it do you think it has for you, the fact that you've actually played on a lot of these greens on a regular basis in recent times as compared to some of the other nations who wouldn't really have had too much experience on it? Oh, it certainly helps. I mean, all the greens up there are fantastic. It's it's really balls heaven. Um, we do have some decent greens around Sydney as well. Uh, I, I suppose compared to many of the competitors coming from 
Europe and whatnot, uh, the conditions are obviously more similar for, for me. So that's certainly an advantage, but yeah, being great bowlers, they, they, they adapt pretty quickly. So I think... They certainly everyone's going to do fine on on that surface. <laughs> ah, they certainly do. Don't worry about that. But um, how much does it mean to you to to represent Sweden? Oh, it's a, it's amazing, right? Uh, how many people get a chance to represent their country in any sport? I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Sweden had a balls team. So when I found out <laughs> and was invited to join, I, I was I was stoked. Uh, it, it's it's. It's a massive thing to be able to represent your country. I thought my, my time had passed, but uh, who knows, you know, Olympics 32 maybe. <laughs> you never know. You never, never know. But um, it, it, So you didn't actually know that Sweden had a bowls team, so did you only find out when Ulla contacted you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's not a big sport over there, obviously. No. Most people don't even know what bowls is in Sweden, but, uh, but they, they do have a... A balls organization, Ulle is very much part of, of driving that forward. Uh, obviously, it's very difficult. There's no outdoor greens. They have a, a carpet that they roll out um, during the summers over one of the curling uh, rinks over there uh, and get to practice proper format. Otherwise, it's mainly short short mat format that, they play, that is played over in Sweden. Okay, very nice. Now, have you been able to draw a few people over there into it at all, like some of your family members or anything like that? Oh, I'm certainly trying to talk it up. <laughs> they they definitely know what balls is now, and uh, letting people know about the sport that's that's part of it. You know, you have to be a try to be an ambassador for the sport and, and drive it forward. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to pick up Swedish people, both from Sweden and people living living abroad, and and keep on growing the sport and do better, better and better in, in, in these major comps. And therefore, you know, eventually be able to have a, a proper permanent green back in Sweden. I think that would mean a lot to many people. 100%. And tell us a little bit about you, Pontus. Now, where are you from in Sweden? When did you move to Australia? And um, and how did you get into the sport? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm from a small town in the south called Helsingborg, very close to Denmark. Uh, I moved over, I first came to Australia in 2006 on exchange studies, met my uh, my wife and moved back here permanently in 2007. So I've been based in uh, Sydney and Bondi pretty much ever since. I um, lived pretty close to the bowling club. Uh, used to go there with another Swedish friend of mine, just having them uh, barefoot, playing some barefoot balls. And uh, one of my neighbours was actually a member of the team, so... I, he uh, invited me to join a team. Uh, it was pretty in- intimidating at first. And we were terrible at the time. The Greens, we weren't even allowed to play pennant games on our home green. And we really? could barely get 12 people together for the games. We, we often played pennant games with 10 people. And uh, uh, I remember my first game ever. I think I did four wrong biases. <laughs> uh, but but since then, uh, you know, through joint efforts of a lot of like-minded people in the club, we managed to... Uh, Grow the club, make it financially sound. We invested a lot of money in our new greens, and uh, we have two, almost three pennant sides for next year. So constantly putting new people on, and uh, and yeah, it's been a great experience. You know, you, you join the club casually at first. Within half a year, you're a director. Within me and my Swedish friend, within two years, 
uh, I was the general manager and he was the president. Beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, it certainly captivates you. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, especially these small clubs. You, know, you, you really get involved and and, and uh, the game of sport, uh, or balls as a whole, it's, it's just such a good camaraderie and friendship uh, that you have we have built together with everyone within the team through the club. So, yeah, very much a community club. Uh, it's sensational. And how rewarding um, yeah, is it? So for, it's a, yeah. Yeah. How rewarding is it for you, Sorry. Pontus, to see, um, to see like the fruits of all of your labor back then grow? And, you know, now you've got three pennant teams and, um, and the club is flourishing. You know, how much does that mean to you? Oh, it means everything. We put so much time and effort into the club, but not just me, obviously, but uh, the board and, and most of the members because we're still a co-op. Uh, it's been a joint effort. We we are a pokey-free club. Uh, we have managed to build up a good revenue through barefoot balls and functions and promoting the sport to the community. And uh, and uh, and it's, looking, it's good to see that small clubs can survive uh, even without uh, gambling machines. Um, we I've been doing similar work for one of the other clubs in the area, Diamond Bay, and and that was also a club about to go under, and and it's now up on its feet and um, doing better and better. So you know, it's such a beautiful community asset. We don't want them to go to waste and become another uh, redevelopment site. I think it's really important to hold on to them and uh, make them work and pass them on to the next generation. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's great work that you do. And also, does the location sort of help you in terms of bringing in people to do barefoot bowls? You know, being in Bondi, obviously, it's a very popular area. So, you know, do, do people just walk in and or is it pretty easy to get people into the club? Uh, yes. I mean, we're a little bit away from the beach, so to speak, but, but certainly the location helps. Uh, there's always lots of young people around. We're probably one of the last true local places in Bondi, and people love it. So, you know, it, it's not unusual that we would have 500, 700 barefooters on a Saturday, Sunday down there. And people are really enjoying the club uh, across the neighborhood. So, yes, yes, it helps being in Bondi. But in saying that, I think, you know, the concept would work for most clubs. Uh, even if you're not perhaps in Bondi, uh, people are willing. If, if your product is good enough, as in the bowls and the food and the drinks, people will come. Nah, certainly. They certainly will. Now, Pontus, before we do let you go, um, I've got a little bit of a fun segment for you. We do it at the end of every interview. It's called Short Ends. So essentially what it is, I'll ask you a couple of quick questions and you've just got to come up with the answer as quickly as you possibly can. So this one, this one's probably the most contentious one, but do you keep your chocolate in the fridge or the pantry? Pantry. A oh, very good answer. I knew I liked you, Pontus. I knew it. Now, <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Mm, untidy kitchens. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Your proudest moment on the bowling green? Uh, might have been... Beating the English champs in the pairs in the indoor world. Yeah, that was a very, very impressive win, that one. Very impressive. You and Chloe Morrison were absolutely on fire. Now, best thing about Sweden? Um, <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Now, your favourite non-bowls athlete? Ooh, uh, uh, I'm a I'm a big soccer fan. So my my childhood uh, idol was uh, Ruud Gullit, a uh, Dutch uh, uh, soccer player. Very nice. I was hoping you'd you'd say Zlatan, but um, he he'd have to be up there, up wouldn't there. he? <laughs> um, yeah, I think everybody loves Zlatan. He's fantastic. Now, yeah, your favourite TV Zlatan. show? Oh God, tricky questions. I don't watch too much TV. Uh, pass. Pass. Uh, beach or city holiday? Beach. Beach, beautiful. Now, final one. Are you a morning or evening person? Uh, morning. Very nice. Well, Pontus Palmquist, thank you very much for joining me on The Right Line. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and looking forward to meeting you at the World Bowls Championships and seeing what you and Ola Backren can, uh, can do in the men's pairs. And uh, everybody get behind Sweden at the World Bowls Championships because it would be a fantastic story to see them go deep. So good luck to you and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Val. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to see you up there. Pontus Palmqvist joining me on the right line. Looking forward to seeing what he and his Swedish teammate Ola Backren can do on uh, at the World Boss Championships next week. Uh, and that all starts on Tuesday, the 29th of August. Five clubs across the Gold Coast. Broadbeach, Helensvale, Mudgery Bar, Paradise Point and Club Musgrave. They are your hosts and it is going to be a wonderful two weeks live streaming on Bowls Australia's Facebook page and of course the broadcasted finals on each Saturday and Sunday of the event. If you're in the Gold Coast, please make sure you get down because it is going to be huge. Bowls.com.au is where you can stay in touch with all things World Bowls Championships. Really looking forward to seeing you all up there or watching on uh, on your computer screens or TV screens, wherever you're watching from around the world. Uh, we'll catch you then. But until then, subscribe to The Right Line on uh, Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are there. And also follow Bowls Australia's social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. We've got everything going ahead of Worlds next week. But it's been Val Febo. Big thank you to uh, Samantha Atkinson and Pontus Palmquist for joining me on the show today. We'll catch you next time.